Uh, so my name, my oh. name is Mo H. Oh, and... yeah, we're, we're about to start in one minute, Mo. Oh, I will. Um, I'm just going to start by saying good evening. Today is Monday, wow. September 25th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is Into Action, Step 11, and our speaker tonight is Mo H. Thank you, Mo. Now you can have the floor. All right. Thank you very much. My name is Mo H, and I am a recovered compulsive eater sugar addict, and I live in Walnut Creek, California. So um, when I was asked to speak on Step 11, I went back and looked at all my shares and all my shares on steps, and it's the one step I had never shared on. So I had to do my homework, so now I have it. So I'll just do a qualification and then I'll get into step 11. I've been in the rooms since 1989. I did leave for four years in 1996 after uh, two deaths that occurred in my family. And uh, I returned in uh, March of 2000 and I've never left the room since. And I have had ups and downs. I haven't had perfect abstinence, but I'm abstinent now for two years since July of 2021. All right, so here we go with step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And the principle of this step is a spiritual awakening. So this step is bringing us even further from step two and three into more awakening of my relationship with my higher power. I tend to look up definitions. So I looked up sought. So sought is to seek. To seek is an attempt to find something, to strive for or to desire, a desire to obtain or achieve, to ask for. And then uh, um Improve, to make or become better, develop or increase, conscious, become aware, awake and sensitive to, and contact. That is connection, meeting, communicating. And I did all the rest, but I'm not going to go through them. So step in step 11, we continue steps two and three, but with more structure and on a deeper level, this step has three parts to it. it it's prayer and meditation knowledge of his will, and power to carry that out. And so uh, we begin with prayer and meditation. What exactly is prayer? Well, in my early days, I was taught that prayer was talking to God. And I talked and I asked God for all kinds of favors. You know, God do this, God do that. You know, and it was, in the later years, it was God help me lose weight. And meditation was listening to God. And that, that was all I knew, was talking and listening. But today I believe that prayer is more than that. Prayer can be defined as a conscious connecting with God through thoughts and words or a focusing of our attention on our higher power. Words are not necessary in prayer. Our being conscious of the presence of God is all that is necessary. God is well aware of what is in our hearts. So all I have to do is to be conscious and that's the one of the things I am working on today is to have that more of a of a just throughout the day. And I am finding myself more throughout the day saying, God, what is your will for me today? What is your will for me now? 
God, guide me. I'm lost. God, I'm confused. Help, you know, guide. So one way to pray is to do and say things uh, for God as uh, to do and say things for God, such as shopping, cooking, working in the yard, talking with others and doing and doing this for God. So when I'm chopping vegetables, you know, that's my ritual. I'm doing this for my higher power. I'm doing this for God. And that keeps me in a connection with God all the time. When we turn our lives and our wills over to God, we turn everything over to, to him or her. Therefore, everything can be prayerful if we consciously place it in God's hands. Our goal in our spiritual journey is to be continually aware of God's presence. And here you've heard this before. We strive for perfection we strive for progress, not perfection. And that, I have to say, is my deal with prayer and meditation. It is a, a continual process. I have never arrived. I am not perfect, and I have times where I completely leave God out of my situation. That is why I practice being in conscious contact with God throughout my day. And one of the times I just completely disconnected with God was when I lost my husband three years ago, and I just totally was so angry and so mad that I, you know, and I even put my program on the shelf. I didn't lose my abstinence, but I did put my program on the shelf. And it was like, I don't want to do anything, you know, and, but I did have a slip. And so then I had a little wake up call. So here's how I do my day. So I begin my day and this isn't every day because some days I'm rushed, but I work toward this. I begin my day with Good morning, God, and I thank God for another day to do his will. Here, here my, then I ask, what do you have in store for me today? And I have a list. I have my list, you know, list of things to do all the time. And uh, But what is God's will for me today? And, you know, sometimes I'm redirected into another direction. Um Later, I take time to sit quietly with a meditation book and ask God to be with me during this time of quiet. I slow, So after breakfast, I usually do this. I slowly read the meditation of the day and spend a few minutes reflecting on it. What meaning does this reading have for me today? And then sometimes I'll write what I have learned or, or an insight or a thought that has come to me in this book. So I keep little notes in there. And then I recite. Uh, then I go through the step 11 prayer, and I have, I don't know if a sponsor asked me to do this, but over the years, I've memorized all the prayers that are in the big book, so I can pull them up almost any time, and upon awakening, I don't know if, if it's, it's, in, it's in the big book on page whatever, um, but, you know, contemplate the 24 hours ahead and consider your plans for the day. Ask God to direct your thinking especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonesty, and self-seeking. And it goes on and on. It is really a very thorough prayer to get my day started. And it ends with, as we go through the day, we pause. That's my big word, pause, when agitated or doubtful. We constantly remind ourselves uh, when, and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves that we, I, am no longer running the show. I humbly say to myself many times each day, thy will, not mine, be done. 
So let me see where I am here. Da, 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 da. I asked God to help me with a particular situation that I would like to work on or, it, or a situation that's troubling me. I asked God to be with me all day. And I go through steps one, two, and three. I am powerless over people, places, and things. Step one, there is one who is both powerful and the source of all power. Step two, and to whom I give my life and my will over to. Step three, I sit still for a few minutes, letting God's love soak into me for the day. And that's about what I do in the morning. I usually don't have time to meditate. I do it later in the day. So if prayer is an act of communicating, then meditation is the practice of being still and listening. And I'll tell you, I'm an A-type personality, and I have had the most difficulty with meditation to sit still. I wiggle, I squirm. The, the head, the gerbil in the head goes on and on and on. And uh, but I'm I'm learning. So meditation for me is listening to that small little voice within me. And I can't hear that voice if I'm fidgety, if my head is spinning and I have to sit for a while before it is. And I'm going to teach you something. I start my I'm going to teach you this now. I start my meditation with ocean breathing. I don't know if anybody's heard of ocean breathing. You can raise your hand. But my sponsor taught it to me. She's a mediator. And I think she got it through her mediation skills. So here's how ocean breathing goes. It's going to be three times we're going to repeat. We're going to breathe. And I want everybody to do it. So sit up straight. Put your feet on the floor. If you're laying on the bed, you could do it in the bed, whatever. And we're going to breathe in for the count of five. We're going to hold for the count of six. And we're going to breathe out for the count of seven. So it's five, six, and seven. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. Breathe in for five. One, two, three, four, five. Hold for uh, for six. One, two, three, four, five, six, and let out for seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And when you let it out, let it out. Don't just do a light. Just let it out at each one. So here's the second one. Breathe in for five. One, two, three, four, five. Hold for six. One, two, three, four, five, six. And let out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One more time. Ten minutes. Thank you. Breathe in for five. One, two, three, four, five. Hold. For six, one, two, three, four, five, six, and let out for seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now, before you move, notice how you're feeling. I find that after three times of that, there's a slowness that comes to my body, a stillness. And it's a great way to help me to go into meditation. So that's called ocean breathing. So just notice how, how you're feeling right now. I have also meditation apps on my phone, which is just the wonderful gift of technology. And I have the calm one, which I get through my medical facility because they're, they want us to be meditating because it helps our health. Um, 
So let me see. I pick one to guide me and to quiet me down. I find them very helpful. When I'm meditating, thoughts tend to run through my head, as I said, and I have learned not to fight the thoughts, like say, you know, go, go away, you know, stop. I just let the thought be, and then they will slowly dissipate if I don't put attention onto the thought. So the inner awareness is essential to our growth and well-being because we never graduate from recovery. I never graduate. I continue to know myself in a deeper level, especially since my husband died. I have really gotten an interior of who I am, you know, being alone and, um, and how this is for me. Meditation requires our consistent attention and it helps me create a center to return to, that little center in me, a serene internal and private space. So here you've probably heard this quote, serenity is not freedom from the storms of life. It is the calm in the center that gets me through. So that's why we work, that's why I work on meditation to create that calm. So I create it with meditation. One of the fruits of meditation is emotional balance. And I'll tell you, when I came to this program, I was an emotional crazy lady. You know, I have five kids. I was in charge. I was telling everybody what to do, where to go, be on time, how to dress, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I wasn't aware of my emotional imbalance until I entered the rooms of OA. And then I started feeling it. Once I got abstinent, boy, I could feel those feelings a whole lot heavier and I could feel my unrest. So, um, you know, when I continued my old, and, and I feel off balance when I continue my old familiar behaviors, you know, such as reacting rather than pausing. Um, working this program and having clean abstinence has helped me know when I am off the beam. I have learned ways to help myself, and one of them is being is prayer. One of them is connecting with God, pausing. One of them is this ocean breathing that I do, and uh, and then just being still. And I can feel, I I can feel the uncomfortableness when I am when I am unbalanced. You know, it's like tightness inside of me, and I feel heat. And I feel, you know, like my neck, like I'm choking. And it's like, okay, what's going on? So if you're having trouble with meditating, um, here's one way to start. And I read this in the um, AA 12 and 12, is to read the step 11 prayer, which is the prayer of St. Francis. And it's in the book. It's on page 99. And to read it slowly and, and, and listen to every word. And you might reread it several times very slowly, savoring every word and trying to take in the deep meaning of each phrase and idea. Then rest quietly with the thoughts of St. Francis so that you may experience and learn. So that's one way to help yourself get started. You could take that with almost any prayer that, you know, Dr. Bill W. has in the big book. And I think... Um, Anne may have helped contribute to this book with the prayers, but, you know, and just do it slowly. I'll have my sponsees when they're ready to, you know, complete their third step. I'll say your homework is to 
to say that prayer slowly, one word at a time, and and kind of like meditate on each word. You know, God, I offer myself, you know, like that. So, and then I got five. Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much. So let me see. I try to recall that God is with me throughout my day and give thanks for what has happened so far in my day. I ask God, what is your will for me with this problem? Sometimes I'm directed to take an action. Other times I am directed to remain silent and calm. And, you know, there are times when my body is so tired. And, you know, as I said, I'm the energizer buddy. And my sponsor says, one act one project and one rest you know i have to so i i make myself sit down every day and i can do the meditation in there if i want i end my day with saying the evening step 11 prayer which is is also in the big book i won't go through it because i only have five minutes and sometimes if i have to make amends that that shows me i need to make amends or i do a um a 10th step on a resentment that has come up. So there's so many helpful prayers we can turn to in time of need. If you haven't memorized them, as I said, you know, that would be a suggestion. And then to close, I'm going to read the last paragraph in the AA 12 and 12, uh, because I thought it was a great way to sum, sum this up. Perhaps one of the greatest rewards of meditation and prayer is the sense of belonging that comes to us. We no longer live in a completely hostile world. We are no longer lost and frightened and purposeless. The moment we catch even a glimpse of God's will, the moment we begin to see truth, justice, and love as the real and eternal things in life, we are no longer deeply disturbed by all the seeming evidence to the contrary that surrounds us in purely human affairs. We know that God lovingly watches over us we know that when we turn to him all will be well with us here and hereafter and you know i have god moments throughout the day um someone said um what did she say i wrote it down she they called god moments glimmers 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 of light and she said glimmers is the opposite of triggers so I notice the God moments now. One of them, I get a parking space right up near, you know, the front, you know, and the whole lot is full, but then I find one. Well, that to me, that's a God moment. You know, I found my husband's wedding ring a year after he died. He thought he lost it. And it was in the garage under the workbench. And I just one day saw it. That's a God moment. There's a so notice those God moments and then be grateful. Okay, so with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Mo. And you said that you never shared on step eleven before. Wow, you knocked it out of the park today. Thank you so much. Um, so we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone. 
I will call the raised hands in order and the Zoom host will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay, so we will now. Heidi, you're up, you can share please. All right, I'll break the ice. I um, thank you most so much. I love so much of what you said. And um, I just, I love that there was so many like practical, like here's what you can do examples. And um, I, that ocean breathing was really helpful. I've never heard that before. Um, yeah, so yeah, I love step 11. Um, you know, what my experience has been is that like, I can't get stuck in a routine. Um, I have to, you know, it just, it continues to grow and change for me in the same way that my relationship with God continues to change and grow. Um, I recently realized that do I, I used to do, or for a time was doing like, um, guided meditations and, um, I just realized I was just completely zoning out through them and just like not, not connecting at all. Um, and so now I've just started to do written meditation and, um, you know, and I, I was taught that like meditation, the way that it was meant in the big book in 1939, um, simply meant to sit and to think, um, it, didn't necessarily mean, you know, what we think of nowadays when we think about meditation. Um, but I, you know, and I'd love all of those things. Um, but it has been helpful to me most recently just to go to a daily reader, which is not something that I've always done. I, you know, as I said, I kind of go back and forth with stuff. Um, and just, you know, just sit and think on it. Um, I also like to do writing as part of my prayer. Um, and I'm just so grateful that the big book like says to us, you know, um, try stuff, <laughs> you know, it says like, see, you know, see, you know, there's books and there's, you know, you can talk to people in, um, of different religions and, um, you know, we're encouraged to, um, to develop that practice and, again, sort of like something that was, you know, that you did, which is like giving that like practical advice, the big book does that too. Um, and then, you know, and then we get to um, build on that, you know, and so um, yeah, just grateful and uh, glad to have been here tonight and hear your share. Thank you. Thank you so much, Heidi. And Lisa C, please share. Hi, everybody. My name is Lisa, and I am a compulsive overeater, um, sugar addict, and uh, I loved Step 11, and I loved your share tonight. Um, I can always learn something new. This is, you know, the, the 12 and 12 also says that this is an individual journey, and it's going to develop. It's going to change. As I grow and change, my 11-step prayer meditation will, will will change also and have new meaning. Um, 
I like the point that you pointed out that there's three parts to this, that prayer and meditation, knowledge of his will and power to carry it out. I never really looked at it that way, but that's, it really is three steps. And um, so that's something I'm going to take away from this. Also, I also like your glimmers, <laughs> the opposite of triggers. Um, love that name. Notice the God moments and be thankful for them. And, and, and the God moments are all around. <laughs> they're, they're in the little things, you know, um, and I've learned that more and more. And it's the little things that usually just really brighten up my spirit when I see them. It's, oh, thank you, God, for that little moment. Um, it, you know, my I was once told there's no wrong way to meditate, you know, just starting it. When I first started meditating, it was, um, I, I too, everything came in my mind. <laughs> when I tried to get quiet, I thought of everything I needed to do and I had somebody gave me an advice. He says, just have a pen and paper and you write that thought down, then go back to your meditation. Once you get it out, you're usually free to go back onto your meditation. So that 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 also always helped me with my prayer and meditation. Um, but to me, whenever I can go to a workshop on meditation or talk to somebody that's, you know, leads meditation, I always take that 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 opportunity because this is it's an adventure. Um, the 12 and 12 said, this is an adventure and it's to make it my own. And there's so many resources out there. And now we have even more with, you know, like with all these apps and everything like that. But I do a, a variety of different apps. I do some that just have music. I have some guided. Um, sometimes I just have nothing. I'm outside listening to nature. Um, and there's more than one, you know, you can do walk and meditations. I walk and I meditate. And I just look around me and it's like all the beauty out there that I never saw before. So um, thank you for your share. And thank you for taking the time to give us your experience, strength and hope on the 11th step. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Um, Jim H, please unmute and share. Thanks, Liz. Hi, everyone. I'm Jim and I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, thank you, Mo, for your share. I was really moved by a lot of parts of it. Um, I loved how multiple times you were kind of talking about a practice or your like morning routine and you kind of named how like you're striving or you're still like, like you're moving in a direction. I just heard this gentleness that like, oh, I do this most of the time, but I'm working on it or I do this, but I'm working on it. And I just really appreciate that. Um, just felt like a really humble, open, you know, commitment to working on things. So that was cool. Um, and I just love this idea of like, it's such a broad spectrum that step 11 sends us out on to connect with our higher power and to try all these new practices. Um, I did have a question for you, you know, part of step 11, the part that says, pause when agitated or doubtful and, and ask for the next right thought or action, kind of ask for inspiration. I feel like I'm working on that. And I, I'm just curious if you have experience because it's hard to know what to do when I'm really worked up. And uh, I think what I've experienced is if I pause, I normally get some sort of direction and I at least don't screw myself, which is great. But I, I'm just curious if you have any practice around that or those moments that are really like hard to know what to do, you know. Thank you, Jimmo. Would you like to answer that? Yeah, sure. I didn't know if 
that was uh, acceptable here. But yes, um, so it's Jim. Hi, Jim. Um, so um, the pausing helps me, number one, not to be so quick with something, even if, you know, whatever it is. Okay, so pause and ask for the right thought or action. I may, net, I may not get the right thought or action, but at least I'm pausing and listening. And it may come down the, you know, an hour or so later, or it may come, I may get a thought, you know, when I'm showering or when I'm driving. And it's like, oh, that's the, it does, it may not come right away. So I hope that helps. But the pausing is the most important piece because if I just keep going, like I said, the A-type personality, uh, I'm never going to hear anything. All right. Does that help? Okay. Thanks. Great. Thank you so much, Mo. Uh, Yvonne, please unmute and share for us. Hi, everybody. Yvonne A., compulsive overeater in BC, Canada. Um, Mo, so lovely to hear your share. I actually haven't heard you share before, so that was awesome to be here tonight. Um, and I, too, love the practical suggestions about breathing, especially like, you know, the slow reading of the St. Francis prayer. I love that prayer. Um, and there is a lot of really awesome um, instruction in that prayer. So I am definitely going to uh, try that. Um, you know, one of the places I get caught up and I do, you know, you go through that routine and you ask God to divorce you. You know, I, I ask God, divorce me from um, self-pity, dishonesty and self-seeking motives. And, you know, dishonesty I struggle with. It's like sometimes I don't even realize that I'm being dishonest unless I'm, you know, paying so much attention um, to what's going on. And I just wondered if you had any suggestions on how to recognize, aside from I did hear you say, um, you know, be still. And I do feel like I know when it gets bad when that, because uh, I feel it kind of like this tightness tornado going on in my chest. And as soon as I feel that feeling, it's like, okay, uh, I got some I need to get paused ASAP here. Um, but if there's any other ways before you kind of get that far along in the process that you have of just recognizing when you're kind of veering off to one lane or the other uh, before you get too far down. So if you had any suggestions on that, that would be great. Thanks, Mo. Oh, that's a tough one, Yvonne, <laughs> to, to know exactly. You know, one of the things I say is to be abstinent because that's the only way I can feel my body. Our, our, my behavior comes from my feelings, which are in my body. And when I was eating, I couldn't feel any of that. So I have to be abstinent. Um, I think it's the more you practice, the more it becomes a habit. Uh, when I was reacting, my husband would ask me the same question over and over again. And then I would just, you know, yell at him. And then I started to learn to you know, say, give me a moment and I'll answer it. Or my therapist said, you know, make a funny out of it. You know, oh God, George, you've asked me that question so many times, but here I go, I'll answer it again. But anyway, I think it's the more I practice, the more you practice Yvonne, the easier it'll become to get in touch with when that feeling is coming in. Because we can't stop it from coming in, but we can stop it from going out. 
and hurting somebody. Okay, thanks. Wonderful. Great question, Yvonne. And thank you for that answer, Mo. And Leslie Kay, hi, please share. Thank you so much. Well, I, I got to unmute without effort. How nice. <laughs> um, my name is Leslie and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And thank you, Zach, for your service tonight. And Liz, I really appreciate uh, the effort that goes into this meeting. And um, everyone else who's being of service. It's it's wonderful. Um, Mo, thank you so much. And I, I was just, I had chills when you said you found the wedding ring under the workbench. I mean, I can't think of a better glimmer than that. I, yay, yay. I mean, if you were not in a spiritually fit place or not, I mean, if I wasn't in a spiritually fit place and that happened to me, that would be such an easy trigger. But if we're in this fit spiritual condition and we think of it as a glimmer of like a God shot, how beautiful is that? So I love that story. And I, I hope you continue to share that for eternity because it's an immediate, uh, for me, I was able to recognize it as us, a God shot. Wonderful, really wonderful. I love the idea of pausing without expectation. And that you drove home for me too. Um, I, Jim, that was a great question. I think it was Jim who, who asked. And I, um, uh, that, that idea of um, you, you know, pausing and then waiting for the answer, um, not having an expectation is also a gift to me tonight. Thank you for that. Um, I have this book, and I don't know if other people use this, the little big book dictionary. I don't know if you can see it. It's the big book dictionary. And what it is, is it's um, it's from 1935. And so it's the dictionary that was present in 1935. And so I looked up meditate and meditation. And uh, someone else mentioned what the, the 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 exact meaning of it, which hasn't changed that much. But um, to consider or think deeply, reflect upon something, or from for a period of time, focused, directed, purposeful thinking. In some teachings, not thinking at all. And then the other one was. Um, uh, uh, purposeful and intentional focusing on one's thoughts to reflect upon, to ponder or consider thoughtfully contemplation. I love that. I love that that's what we are attempting to address in prayer and meditation. I, what, you know, what a, what a gift to have this roadmap I'm go deeper. So thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you so much, Leslie. Um, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Would the Zoom host please stop the recording?